Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump the Night. I'm your host, Riley Clark, and alongside me, as always, is Trevor Jensen. And we are back with episode 30, the 10th edition wow. of Does It Go Bump? We made it to episode 30 and the 10th edition. Those are two milestones that I am glad we have reached. Yes, me too. It's, it's been a long journey to get here. It's been a, a great lot of journey. stories. We're glad you've made it to this episode with us because we are about to find out. Does it go bump? Okay. I'm proud of all of our fans and I'm proud of you, Riley, and I'm proud of myself. So, without any more hooting and hollering let's get a let's go ahead and get right into the stories or story because we only have one story again for you guys tonight but this is another good one posted by bloodstone fire i can't explain what i saw on the trail one summer evening throwback because if you have looked on our instagram we recently posted a trail cam photo of a girl in the woods that was really creepy, and that just came to my mind real quick before we start the story. And that's a creepy photo. I know you've seen it. That that photo gave me chills the first time I seen it. Yeah, that was sent to me from my boss, from <clears throat> someone he knows. You, for real though, you guys should all go look at that photo on Facebook. Super or Instagram. I'm Instagram. Sorry. I haven't posted on Facebook yet. Go I'll, on our. Instagram. I'll do that when this episode okay. posts. So we're living in the past. In the future, you can go on our Facebook and our Instagram and see this photo. It's ridiculously cool, but. Let's get back to the story. I can't explain what I saw on the trail one summer evening. Evening. I have real trouble with that word today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This experience happened to me when I was 14 years old. I hadn't spoken to anyone about it ever since. Not even my significant other. I'm 20 years old now, about to do a double major with my first two degrees in psychology and anthropology. Recently... For reasons unknown to me, the memories of this strange happening have resurfaced and are continuing to plague my walking thoughts, as well as my unconscious and subconscious. As we are taught in psychology, talking about the situation could help repress trauma, so here goes. I live in the high desert mountains of South California, situated just below the Sierra Nevadas, about 30 minutes west of the Mojave. My town is no booming metropolis. At the time, our largest market was a Kmart, and we only had four stoplights in town. This takes place in a subsection of about 13 miles from the shops, banks, and restaurants, in a small community largely inhabited by retirees. It's smack dab in the middle of summer, and the temperatures were, well, 90s to low 100s, My night routine would consist of walking my Australian Shepherd, however, I would wait until almost dark to avoid the heat. I grabbed my phone, a small pocket knife, some headphones, my pup, and we set out for our nightly walk. My community is also home to a significant amount of equestrian riders, as well as cattle ranchers. The trails I walked were designated horse riding trails set between pastures. That night, I decided to take the horse trail that stretches for approximately two miles between two back-to-back paddocks. It's basically a long, narrow trail that's between two very large backyards. My ending destination was the equestrian center. 
a command equestrian park where all types of horse riders could enjoy various activities on their horses. <clears throat> Making my way through the sandy terrain of the trail, it was nearly dark now. The sky was becoming a deeper shade of blue every time I looked up, and my dog was becoming harder to see. I estimated my arrival at the equestrian center to be around 15 minutes from my current position, so I sent a text to my mother. I'll be at the equestrian center in about 15 minutes. Could you meet me there? I'm too tired to walk back. My mother had replied, sure, I'll leave in 10 minutes. Now, at this point, I was just outside the east entrance of the equestrian center where the enchanted forest trail connects to the straight trail I was on. Sort of like a three-way intersection. You can either go left into the enchanted forest trail or go straight into the equestrian center. Before I reached the intersection of the trails, I noticed a shift in my dog's behavior as she became anxious and seemingly worried. She had her eyes fixated to the forest and stopped dead in her tracks. I played it off as another animal within the forest like a bobcat or a boar, as they weren't uncommon in my area. I gave her a slight tug on her collar, although, she was still insistently focused on the forest. With a little more convincing, I was able to get her moving forward, pushing towards to the equestrian center, where my mother would be waiting for our arrival. Now it was nearly pitch black, with only moon guiding me, with its low light. There was just the slightest visibility, forcing me to turn my cell phone's dim flashlight Entering the equestrian center now, I noticed something that startled me immensely. A very tall person, a man about 10 to 15 feet into the enchanted forest trail with his back towards me standing completely still, his head facing the sky and his hands open, palms pointing in front of him while his arms are at his side. He was tall, approximately six feet, slim build, short dark hair was wearing what looked like blue scrubs or at least a very blue thin napkin like material and was barefoot what startled me the most was his demeanor and what he was doing his stance was enough to scare anyone that's setting but as i approached him slowly it appeared to me he was shaking vibrating or slightly convulsing but doing so while standing up, it didn't seem like he had any control over it, although he remained balanced perfectly. Scared and not entirely sure what to do, I asked him, Hello, excuse me? I paused momentarily, and I raised my voice slightly with the next question. Is everything alright? When I said that, he stopped shaking all together, but still does not turn around or move another muscle. He just remains that same creepy position and doesn't even move. Hold up, hold up. Sounds like the Night Stalker from the prison. And all the shaking. And all the shaking. It sounds creepy. Alright, back to the story. Okay. For a brief moment, I had thought I might have been imagining this. I glanced down at my dog and she was also concerned with the state and condition of this man and began growling quietly. To then, I knew it wasn't all in my head. 
when I looked back up, he had moved closer to me, about seven feet closer now, almost on my trail's path. I hadn't only looked at my dog for a split second, and he did it without making a sound. He still wasn't facing me, either, and his hands were still open, head still facing the sky. I wasn't about to wait and see what this guy was doing, or what his intentions were. Slowly, eased my way past him, towards the equestrian center, as quietly as I could, before I felt that I was at a safe distance enough to start sprinting as fast as I could away from this guy. When I reached the first arena of the equestrian center, I looked back in his direction of the forest, completely out of breath, and there he was. The fucker was standing on the edge of the trail outside of the forest, standing there, facing me. I was too far away to see his face, and frankly, I didn't want to. I couldn't make out his features. All I could see was his silhouette, illuminated by the moonlight, peeking through the forest trail. I continued to run with no intention of stopping until I found someone. I had never been so happy to see my nagging neighbor, Penny, and her moody mare, Jolene, riding in the Milano arena. She noticed my distress, but due to her already harsh opinions of me, I told her I had been on an endurance run and was just very out of breath and tired. I wanted to avoid any small town gossip as much as I could. My mother arrived with the impeccable timing. During the ride home, I broke down in a state of paranoia, distress, and panic at what I had just witnessed. My mother didn't know exactly what to make of it, so she recommended I file a police report <clears throat> with the local PD. About an hour after getting home, an officer shows up to take my statement. Following up the next day, the same officer claims to have went and checked out the area but didn't find anyone or anything out of the blue apart from partials of bare footprints. But there's nothing incriminating. It's suspicious about someone going for a walk without shoes. He played it off as a joke and accused me of being under the influence, but I can assure you, I was completely sober. Nothing ever came out of this. I attended a weekly therapy session for almost two years following this event and never went on walks by myself ever again. I had night terrors about the man and I still do. I still don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I ever will. Whoa. Wow. I, I have a lot to say about this one. I really believe that that was somebody's true story. That just, like, that really seemed real. Yeah, okay, we're talking a psychologist goes for a walk in the woods that they do a hundred times. They say, daily walk. And then this one time out of the ordinary. It's it's not like it's a ghost. It's not like it's not a person. It's just, like, a very weird experience of something that just is, like, what do you, like, how do you explain that? Like, could it have been a ghost, or is it just, like, somebody being creepy? Or is it, like... Something else that we're not yeah, even thinking of. Exactly, and it just makes you think, like... Like, I know we read a lot of bullshit, and a lot of stuff that's creepy stories, yeah. And, like, they could be real, maybe. But, like, this seems like it's somebody's, like, hey, I went on a walk, and I seen this happen. And it makes me feel, like, 
this stuff happens to a lot more people and they don't come out and say it because they're afraid that something more is going to happen or they're going to see it again or people are going to make fun of them like they exactly at the end of the story and i hate that i hate it because it's like stories like this where it's like i don't know what to make of it i don't think it's not real i think that is like the way it was told was very very well told and it it's like a first-hand account and yeah you can make up all you want it's the internet but it just you feel the emotion out of it if that makes sense like i could feel like i would be terrified and like yeah i mean you know at the end they say that they dealt with you know going through yeah therapy therapy from it and and the best way to do it is from like regression from going through it and working through think about it if you were to see something like that it's super creepy to begin with this dude doing some weird pose looking at the moon illuminating him yeah in scrub like uniform like almost like paper thin like it sounds like a scrubs like if it's blue napkin like it's it sounds like a scrub like even if it was just a normal person doing something like this why super creepy it would probably mess you up mentally because he mm-hmm. followed them. I'd never be able to go back into a hospital. I already have trouble with them now, but I would never, never step foot in it in anywhere and that it they had the them. same uniform. You know what I mean? Like it chased them yeah, down the trail. Him. Yeah, and it wasn't looking at him until he was leaving. And then bless this person's soul, didn't want to be the town gossip. I'm just out of breath. I was running with my dog. <laughs> Bruh. If something is behind you. If and it's, you, it's a person doing something creepy like that. Yeah, you should be you like, should tell there's them, somebody on that trail hey, doing something messed up. Don't man. go that way. Yeah, don't take your horse that way. It might eat it. I don't know what it was. It might eat it. Well, the next thing you know, you get the police report the next day, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going back ever again. I would never go hiking again either. I don't. I would never trail walk. Never, never do anything like that again. If something like that, if I saw yeah, something, that's that's creepy. Well, I can deal with like the ghost stuff. But, like, if it's something where it's, like, that just seems demonic. And it, in it, in their dreams, like, that's creepy. That's, like, almost Slender Man-ish. That is very creepy. Well, and the way they explain how it's, like, a six-foot, a six-foot, a <laughs> six-foot person, like, you know, a Slender Bill, like, that's, I'm one. So, it's, like, somebody my height is actually, like, you know, like, that'd be kind of, like, really weird. And then you just, like. You think about it, you're like, well, you know, anybody could be out here. It's fine. It's normal. But then the fact that they're just facing away from you, looking up to the sky with their palms out, you know, hands on their side. What are you doing? And the thing is, is he didn't even know if it had a face. Well, and then convulsing. Yeah. Okay. That I'm, I mean, I shouted out the Skinwalker story because they were compulsing when they turned into the Skinwalker. Maybe it's a Skinwalker. I don't know. That's another thing is like, um, like area, like where did they say he loved? Like I, I, where did I throw my paper? Mojave out? Desert area. Yeah, exactly. That's literally where they talk about skinwalking stuff. Oh like, yeah, because that story like was that. in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's not too far away. Yeah. Well, and it's like you hear all kinds of like like Native American like stuff like that too. Like all uh, the maybe time. we got like, a case of a skinwalker here. Maybe I don't know. That'd be interesting. I, like I, I don't know. I would, I would love to get a hold of the person that wrote this. Because the one at the prison was a master skinwalker. Master. What if this skinwalker. is just a rookie and it's just picking him off the oh, trail? Rookie skinwalker. We might have busted this mystery wide open, but first we have to figure out: Does it go bump? I like it. I think it bumps. I have the yards. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. <laughs> yes, it is. 
I think it bumps though. It bumps per goddamn hard to me. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> okay, that was enough of that. Five Skinwalker bumps out of five. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Five Skinwalker bumps out of five. Night crew, we still need a, a what goes bump noise. Send it to Help. us. Make it. Help. Help. Or find a soundbite online and send us something cool. We need it. Yes, input. We need part. part of the show just as much as we are. Or if you love my mouth noises, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> we can make keep making them. <laughs> oh, God. Alrighty, again, I'm Riley Clark. And I'm Trevor Jensen. And remember, folks, to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes bump in the night. Bye.